this. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. Uh, main takeaway, though, Zach Taylor, stock up. Jake Browning, stock up. Could this be the Jake Browning, Nick Foles run? Could it be even better? Could this be? This could this be Jake Brady and Joe Bledsoe is getting no, no, traded? No, 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 no! You are not allowed to finish that. But the Nick Foles, I'm, I'm not going to get there yet. But I will tell you right now, Monday night changed my mindset on the rest of the season because we did a podcast right, right. after the Pittsburgh Steelers game, and I think both of us were on the same page. It's the let's look at the draft. Let's see who they're going to probably get. They're going to be in a great position for this player. But at the same time, you watch that game on Monday Night Football, you watch this game at home against the Indianapolis Colts, and you think to yourself, you know what? Let's go have fun. Let's finish the season out. Four regular season games to go. You're As we're recording this, they are currently in the playoff picture. I know that there are the four o'clock games that could impact the Bengals seeding after we record this, but it's huge for them to be in the position that they are currently in right now. And I kind of want to stick with the offense, but I'm okay with this right now. Let's see what Jake Browning and this team can do. Yeah, for sure. I think now that you've won two games in a row, I think the rooting interest for every fan should be make the playoffs and go on a run Mm -hmm. rather than tank. I mean, if you really want it, I feel like the tank, people holding on to the tank idea, even after the Jags game, I feel like after this Colts game, you kind of got to go like, wow, you're probably not getting a good pick, even if you lose out from here where you can get like 14, whatever. So now you root for the playoffs. So you root for uh, long, sustained success. So the ability, I think that there is growth here, growth potential. It happened last year when Jamar Chase went out. It felt like the over the next few games, they relied much less on isolation stuff from wide receivers. They're able to put defenders in conflict, work high lows, et cetera. And that helped them when Jamar Chase came back. They had their best offense, I think, mm-hmm. until Alex Kappa and Jonah Williams went down. Even even when Lyle Collins went down, I still thought the offense was pretty good over until Kappa went down too, with Hakeem Denigy in there, because you could you could kind of protect one guy. <laughs> it's when you start protecting two, three guys, like, well, I can't protect three guys. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think like last year, you add in that stuff because you had to. Now you have to protect the quarterback a little bit more, work some of this, uh, work a little bit more in the run game, which they've needed to do, and work a little bit more play action, a little bit more easy buttons in there for the quarterback, stuff that the quarterback can just kind of breathe on and get some easy completions. The screen game, for no reason, looks much better now. (laughs) Uh, The running back screen game, that is. Our series screen game has always been – yeah, sure, fine. It's basically a run game. <laughs> it's like you toss it out there for four yards. It's okay uh, because they're just running those smoke and alert screens. But the running back screen game is much improved in the past two weeks, especially this week where 100 yards of Jake Browning's 275 yards were running back screen, two different screen passes. And that's incredible, including one of his touchdowns. So, yeah, I think you find a way to get some of this some of the good stuff from this mixed in with what Burrow likes to do. I do think people forget that what your quarterback likes to do is still the most important thing, but let's sprinkle in some of this stuff. And I think this was the plan last year. And then they came out and it was so under centers run shotguns pass that teams were teeing off on both sides 
both of those. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of fixed it a little bit, just had a shotgun only approach. But, you know, the under center game, it just is better for your play action stuff. It's better for your run game in general, although it hasn't been this season or last season or in Joe Mixon's career. He's always been a better runner from shotgun by yards per carry. But yeah, I, you look at it and you're like, let's add some of this. Let's add some of this for easy buttons. Let's add some of this to give Burrow a break. But I also think we can upgrade the passing offense of this when Burrow's in there and treat him like he is the PhD level quarterback that he is, the $275 million man. He can play in an offense that is very pass heavy. And then the last thought I had was something that I researched right before the podcast, which was just taking a look at I think a lot of people have talked about the volume of running like, Oh, when they run this often, they are, they score 30 points. I think it's less about that. Cause I went back and I looked at every 30 plus point game that Burrow played over the past two years. Mm-hmm. And it's basically two to one ratio, like just under 1.94. So it doesn't matter. Two to one ratio pass to run. So they're mostly passing the ball here, maybe a little bit more run heavy than the 70, 30 stuff that they can get into, but still 66, somewhere around there, 65% pass in these games. So they're, they're pass heavy. It doesn't matter how much they run really, but they're averaging 4.4 yards per carry and they are an efficient run game. So when the defense sells out to stop the pass, you can punish them. I think that's the biggest thing because when they are playing two high shells, sending the safeties way back there and daring you to run the ball, and when you are running the ball at two yards a carry, 2.5 yards a carry, unsustainable. It's it's not workable because you're not staying ahead of the chains. Two of those runs and you're in third and six, third and five. Like That's not a situation you want to be in because you can't run on third down now. If you get into third and two, you can run the ball there. Or third and one, you can get these really good looks. But when you're not getting those looks, then you can't really keep running the ball if it's not working. So it needs to work. And it's worked the past two weeks. Yeah, I agree with you. And the crazy thing is, you know, going into this game after we watch someone in football, when it comes to the running back room, the one two punch when you have Joe Mixon and Chase Brown. And it was really exciting to see what Chase Brown was able to do. That first touchdown run. Kept telling you when he gets it, he hit Hey, if it's open and there's grass in front of him, nobody to beat. That dude's gone. That he's happened got, right in front of me. Oh, wow. Awesome. Right in front of me. And I thought, oh, he's going to be down right there. But they're going to have really great field positions. It's going to be first and goal. And I couldn't believe that he made the other guy miss. And he ran right into the end zone. It was. Yeah, that was good. It was good. It's good to see that he can make guys miss, too. He did that a few times. And, yeah. But that home run speed was so on display, right? Like, he just. If they ran the if the running backs ran the forty yard dash in full pads on turf with a ball in their hands, I think he might have been like the second, third fastest running back in that draft. But because they run it in underwear, he was yeah. not. So right now, obviously, you're going to go back and you're, you're going to watch the tape. We'll talk a little bit about Jake Browning in, in, in a minute because credit to Jake Browning. But when you look at this running back room right now, how are you feeling over the past two weeks? since the overall big picture of the season so far? I think the running back room, this looks like what you'd want, right? Mm -hmm. I think the one thing that's nice is I don't think you need to look for a replacement for Joe Mixon. I don't think you need to look for, at least right now, these, I think they're still auditioning a little bit, but if it goes this way over the, over the last, whatever, how many weeks and maybe the playoffs, I think you're looking at this kind of like, okay, like, yeah, the kind of smash and dash, thunder, lightning, whatever, the classic combination, Lendo White, Chris Johnson, Alan Kamara, Mark Ingram, um, uh, old head, the, I don't know if I want to mention <laughs> Name them all. <laughs> this is a very obscure one, but I play a lot of Madden 07. The Justin Fargus and Lamont Jordan of the 07 Raiders. 
Okay, that was 100%. Yeah, but that's also kind of closer what it's to. We don't have a Chris Johnson right now. We, don't, we, don't, we do not. So it's we more don't. like Justin Farkas and Lamont Jordan. But it's good. It's great. It's a good run game. But imagine hitting on Chase Brown. Yeah, yeah. You know, look it's, at the, I've said it before. Look at this class that they just drafted. We can go over Jordan Battle. The impact Charlie Jones is going to make. Yoshi. Um, DJ Turner in the secondary. And to see a guy like Chase Brown, who you draft late to work out would be amazing. And I know there's still four regular season games to go. And who knows what the postseason looks like for them. But it it's encouraging. Positive returns on a lot of those guys. Even DJ Ivy made an elite <laughs> special teams play today. I, I, I mean, the pass breakup was cool. That was good. Mm-hmm. I don't know how often he's going to play corner. I just think they're pretty stacked at corner. But when the special teams play I'm talking about was there was a punt, and he muscles and pushes his guy into – and the guy stumbles back into the returner, causing yeah. a muff, and he jumps on it. First guy, he jumps on it, turnover, perfect. I mean, I think those guys sometimes get flagged for that, for kicker interfer- for fair yeah. catch interference. But – Maybe he was far enough away. Like, you know, he wasn't driving him and their arms still connected. He pushed and the guy just couldn't keep his balance and ran into the guy trying to call a fair catch. That's an elite special teams play to me. That's awesome. Getting a turnover for that. And then, yeah, the pass breakup was very good too. It was a wheel route, I think, and he stuck with it. So DJ Ivy, hey, looking nice. A lot of them, a lot of that draft. Great returns so far. 